Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Today, Donica Knight has been working hard making a name for herself in country music, and it's paying off in big ways. She's opening for superstar acts like Kid Rock, Luke Bryan, Joe Nichols, and many, many more. Last night she was in Mississippi. Tonight she's in Georgia. She's very hardworking. She's stopping by here for a few minutes to talk to us, and we're going to get to know her a little better. So thanks, Donica, for coming on. Hey, Lori. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, you are one of the hardworking women of country music. Did you think it would be such hard work when you started this journey years ago? I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. Um, but uh, I know anything in life that, that you want to be great at and that you want, you got to work hard at it. So I didn't know that going in, but I did not know what all it entails, and it's definitely not an easy job. Well, and your hard work, though, it's paying off, and you you kind of make your own luck, don't you, in, in the music business. You really have to be open for anything, being at the right place at the right time, working constantly, and then you have to be creative and a performer on, on top of all of that. But but the doors have been have been opening for you, and I think you've made a lot of those happen yourself. Yeah, um, thank you for acknowledging that. It's definitely a, it's a day-by-day thing, and I've been doing it for several years now, and, uh, and I've just been very blessed. Um, somebody, when I first started um, doing music, they explained that this business um, is kind of like getting gifts here and there. It's like a Christmas-type thing, and every now and then you'll get to open a gift, like your first song being played on the radio or a gift of uh, your first record coming out or just a bunch of different kinds of gifts that this uh, industry has to offer. And um, I've been very lucky to open up a couple of my gifts. Well, there's been a lot of changes in the music business. It seems to be something that's that's real fluid right now. How how are you able to kind of – keep moving with with all the changes it's like you you might be going one way thinking that's the right way and then all of a sudden things kind of shift up on you uh things just seem to be very fluid in the business right now yeah i've always been a go with the flow type of girl and um i know my whole life and uh, my family we've always been thrown in different types of circumstances uh, where you were expecting something or you were planning to do this and then all of a sudden oops the weather changed, and so um, I've kind of 
grown up being able to um, to adapt in different types of situations. So that definitely helps. Yeah, I think that definitely helps to to your success for sure. Um, being able to be pliable and moldable to all the different directions that the music business seems to be trying to navigate its way right now. It's crazy. It's crazy how how it changes so much. Yeah. Well, there seems to be also, so all this change, it comes kind of with reality TV competition and so many people trying to go that route. Have you ever considered doing that yourself? Yeah, I know, um, uh, the like the American Idol and The Voice and the type mm-hmm. of shows, are, is that what you're regarding yeah. and talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's It's been a thought of mine that I know every time that, that a show comes around where there's auditions, I'm working. And so I just choose to do that instead because I, I know those shows, it's, it's just a matter of luck. And I've had several friends of mine that have gone and tried out and the thing that just turns me against those types of shows is they offer so many great things, but I had a, a really good friend that went and sang and the judges said, you're too good for this show. Do you understand what this show's about? And they're like, we can't make you any better. And that's the kind of stuff that I don't like to hear because why would you want somebody that, like, why wouldn't you want that the guy that was great? And you said, you're so good, mm-hmm. we can't make you any better. Why wouldn't they right. And that's the stuff that I, that I don't want. Right. Well, uh, back to the shows. the business part of the not so glamorous part of the music business. But you've been had such great exposure just on your own to so many of the biggest names in in country music and and music in, in general and. So a lot of people who do go on the shows are looking for kind of connections like that, where you've already made so many just with your hard work. Um, and you had all, you'd written and recorded a duet with Ronnie Millsap, huge favorite yeah. favorite of mine from way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's an open one of those gifts. I just uh, I was at the right place at the right time, and I met the the right person, um, Rob Galbraith. Uh, he taught me a lot about recording. Um, he showed me a lot about um, how to use a studio microphone, and he was Ronnie Millsap's producer. And since uh, Rob became a good friend of mine and uh, and was training me, um, he showcased my voice to Ronnie, and Ronnie ended up he he liked my voice, he loved my voice, and he wanted to record a song with me. And um, just so happened that the song that that he wanted to record was one that I had written, co-written. And so um, <laughs> that's something that I'm going to always remember for the rest of my life, that day mm-hmm. of going into the studio and the day, the first day that I met Ronnie going over to his house and um, seeing him in person and, and hearing his voice and just uh, really starting to know more about who he is as a person and his story and what he's been through because his his story is incredible. Um, I don't know if you if you've looked up much about Ronnie's history, but um, in the eighties, I believe it's the number one hit, which is way 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 up there. And then um, the whole story of when he was a child, um, uh, you know, he's blind. Um, the school that he was in, he could. 
he, he could slightly see a little bit of light out of one of his eyes. And I know with today's technology, um, his, his vision could have been corrected, but he just wasn't, they didn't care for him as much. And it, he lost his vision. Um, and I don't know, the way that he looks at it is, uh, if I didn't go blind, then I, would, I wouldn't be doing music. I wouldn't be pursuing that. Because I probably would have just been a coal miner or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, he really is. And, and for people who were kind of born into country music, maybe not performers, but as fans, uh, my, my family hails from Tennessee, and country music was always, that was just the music that was played in my home. And so Ronnie Millsap, I, I talked about this even when Georgette Jones was on the show. My family being from the South, and, and, and your family's from the South as well, they referred to these people like they were our family. So when Tammy Wynette had Georgette, I remember talking to Georgette about this, so it was, you know, like, like a relative had just had a baby, you know, they're like, Oh, Tammy and George had the baby, you know? And so uh, I always felt very close to country music and it's performers, Dolly, and, and then those types of people, because in my home, um, they were just really talked about almost in the first person, just like they were uh, a member of our a family. Of and yeah, yeah. Exactly. Perfect mm-hmm. sense. Well, I would love for Dolly to be a, a member of my family because uh, she is a hoot. <laughs> I love that woman. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, she is. And uh, she's just, it just shows you, you know, what type of longevity a, a good working woman in country music can have. And, and Dolly is a, a really good example of that. So I, I think that, you know, you, you keep her as a, as a mentor and you're, you're going to do just, mm-hmm. just fine. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, more than just her working, she's smart. She's a smart businesswoman, and uh, yes. there's so many different skills that you have to have to have uh, in order to be successful. And she definitely has it has it all. She she can write too. I, I know I studied a lot about Dolly, and um, I know Dolly said that on her birthday every year she writes a song, and that's always like her thing. Is when it's her birthday, she's like, oh, it's time to write a song because um, she's got good vibes that day, so probably a good song's gonna come out. And that's where a lot of her good songs come from. It was on her birthday when she wrote her song. Um, so she's written some great legendary. Yeah, so she's written some legendary, legendary songs. Listen, two girls from the South cannot have a conversation and not talk about football. And I'm a huge Tennessee Vols fan, and you wrote this song that the Auburn Tigers picked up, Great to Be. And I wanted to get – some uh, some reaction from you about that, and because football in the South is something completely different. If you haven't seen a football game in the South, get list before <laughs> you die, because there's nothing better than 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 Saturday. Well, I think in Tennessee, oh, yeah. but you probably will say in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the South. It's our other religion. Um, is the lovely game of football, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it is something everybody's got to experience if they haven't done it before. Um, I, I love going to um, my home team, which is uh, Auburn Tigers, and I know you enjoy your Tennessees. Um, but just going to the atmosphere, and number one, you can't park because there's nowhere. You have to drive around for forever and walk miles and miles to you can go tailgate, and you just you see all your friends, and you catch up on everything, and you, you get excited about something, and everybody shares this common love. 
for the game of football. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I did write a song for Auburn. Um, that's where I went to college for two years, and I left Auburn to go pursue music. So the thing that made sense to me would be to do music about what I love, which is Auburn. And um, I was real fortunate that uh, that the Auburn uh, University took a liking to that song and the athletic director teams, and um, they played it at A Day. They aired it in the video A Day, and um, so that was the first time "Great to Be" was ever heard, and it got a hundred and forty thousand views on YouTube within a week, and I was like, "Whoa!" It went poof. Um, mm-hmm. and got a lot of attention really quick and it was something I had did not expect um, but I was very grateful for it and uh, I, then Auburn ended up playing it at, at all their home games that year um, and it ended up being the year that we won the national championship so I think it was our lucky charm <laughs> another gift another gift to mm-hmm. open up Absolutely. Hey, I'm looking forward to opening up my next one. I'm ready. I'm like a little kid on Christmas. Please send me some gifts in the music industry. <laughs> well, I I think you're going to have a lot of music gifts to open up. I, I want to talk before I let you go about the song that we're going to play today called um, Loving a Prize. And I wanted you to give us a little background on that and, and, and kind of set it up for us. And and I wanted to also let people know that they can follow you and where you're going and where you're going to be and all of your social media sites. They can go to your website, which is com. We have the links posted up ourselves for that. Um, but it's it's such a great song, Love Ain't a Prize. And I really wanted you to kind of give us the uh, background on that and then kind of set it up for us before we go. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, well, Love Ain't a Prize is the first single uh, that I released off of uh, this record that I'm putting out next year, in the early next year. And uh, the thing that's really exciting about Loving a Prize and this whole new record, You Can't Buy Southern Girl, is that it's the first time that I can 100% say that I wrote every song and that I had 100% artistic control um, and say what it was that I wanted to say, have the instrument sound the way that I wanted to sound. Um, and they're all up tempo because <laughs> um, I love doing uh, high energy shows. Um, but then I, I love a good killer ballad, and I have several out there for you to find. Um, but Love Enterprise, I wrote it last year. Um, I just uh, I wanted to write a song that was something that Aretha Franklin would be proud to sing, something that I had need on its bones, something that um, was love ain't a prize and the meaning of it is that your self-worth and who you are um, is the most important thing to you your love and what you give to other people that that's a, your integrity and it's something you don't just give it away you have to it has to be earned and and that your love ain't a prize and um, and uh, so I recorded this this song in Los Angeles. First time I ever recorded in, in Los Angeles. I'm in the South. I normally go to Nashville, but I wanted to I wanted to do something for myself and do my do my sound the way that I wanted to, and and that just so happened to be in LA. Um, and we did a video for Love Enterprise, which is on 
YouTube and Vivo. So you just go to Google and you type in uh, Love Anna Prize, or you can type in my name, Donica Knight, and you spell it D-O-N-I-C-A-K-N-I-G-H-T, like Monica with a D in front. Um, and it's also on my website. You can see the video, too. But that's that's the whole short background of Love Anna Prize. Was, it was just I wanted to write something that had some meat on his bone. Um, and I, I, hopefully I, you enjoy it as much as I do. And uh, it's just a great song. Um, is it available on iTunes as well, Donica? It is. It is. It came out on iTunes November 1st. So it's a, it's a new release tunes, Amazon, all sorts of different uh, outlets. Um and then you can have a ringtone as well on iTunes for it. And it goes, can't buy Southern Girl, can't buy Southern Girl. <laughs> so um, uh, maybe you'll find that there as well. And uh, feel free to, to, to buy it. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, I'm on social yes. media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all that social media shebang. And um, I handle all that. So I'd, I'd love to talk to, to anybody. Um, I love talking to people and um, getting feedback. And um, I know a lot of people sing me songs that are like, oh, I, I think your voice would sound beautiful in this. And so that's interesting to me to see what people um, like to hear me sing and then just having feedback on my on my music as well. How do you so find the time? Dates and, um. I, I, somehow I do. I don't sleep very much. Uh, I know I, I just posted a, I saw this picture that was so funny. It said like coffee. Um, you got to have it to, to get through life and be like more energetic and do more stupid things with more energy. <laughs> uh, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> well, that I can't five hour energy. Which I just saw that. Have you seen the the documentary of the dude that did the five hour energy drink? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so incredible. If you have time, just go to YouTube and and pull up the guy that invented five hour energy. Um, he's a uh, a smart fella. Huh. Well, yeah. I, I never even thought about who who invented five hour energy, but boy, it sure has helped a lot of musicians. Every time I'm around a musician, they always have five hour energy around and I think I that they're the ones yeah. who should be getting the endorsements for five hour energy because I think they have to be the number one uh, uh, consumer of five hour energy drinks for our musicians yeah well this guy that invented the the drink he's just an incredible human being and it's somebody that I would strive to be like and who uh, just anybody should strive to be like I know uh, 99% of what he makes goes into um, changing the world. And he's, he has this playhouse invention place that, like, he, he invents things that help the world. Um, I know he made this invention that, um, or he didn't, he has a, a group of folks that, that help with the water supplies in, in worlds that need some water and he can pull it out of the, the ocean and clean it and give it straight to him and I don't know it's just really cool I know that I, we got to talk about Donica and Love Enterprise but I saw that documentary and it was really neat so if you have time <laughs> you can go scope it out too after you look at Love Enterprise the video absolutely that's right <laughs> 
if you're already there after you watched Love at, at Ada Prize, <laughs> then go ahead and, and, and check where Donica gets all of her energy from this energy drink, and then you'll be able to kind of form the two together. We're going to play Love at Ada Prize, and we want everybody to go to uh, Amazon or to iTunes, because this is really how we support the arts now. Um, we have to buy the music. Uh, I'm not a proponent of, of uh free music. I am 100% for buying the music. It doesn't cost hardly anything. So get over there and buy the music. Donica, it was really great. I really appreciate you stopping by, getting to talk with us Thank up you, here Joy. in Seattle for a little while and, and, and everybody who's going to be listening to this around the world. So thanks again. I know you're in Georgia tonight. Have a great show. Yeah, I'm going to go help load in the the, the glamour of the, of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to show everybody a little fruits of your labor, and this is Love Ain't a Prize by Donica Knight. Support her, and we'll be right back. My love ain't a prize. My love ain't a prize. Can't buy this woman. My love ain't a prize. Yet I reckon I'm in Cause mama.
surprised by our last guest, Donica Knight, and you can find more at DonicaKnight.com. We're going to be talking with another hardworking woman of country, Madeline Victoria. She hails from Texas. We just uh, had Donica on from Alabama and me from my family hails from Tennessee, so it's just a southern get-together here this afternoon. And we're going to be playing some of these girls' music as we go along. We're going to get to know them. Madeline Victoria is up next. They call her Maddie. I'm going to let you listen to her song. Let's see. She sent over a great song of hers called He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor. Don't we know how that goes sometimes, ladies? And we're going to let you listen to Maddie, and we're going to bring her on and talk to her about her journey and as she's trying to make her way in country music. So this is Madeline Victoria. He only loves me on the dance floor. We'll be right back to talk to Maddie.
wanted to remind everybody that you can listen to this and other shows at northwestcrime.com. And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We have talked to really everybody that we could think of to talk to. Charlie Daniels, um, Lee Greenwood, Joe Nichols, you name them, they've all come through here. And we're happy to have them. We invite more people to come on because we really want to get to know these people and and our stars really like us well we want to find those things out you were just listening to madeline victoria he only loves me on the dance floor we're talking about women in country today and what it takes to kind of make it in the music business how long it takes to make it in the music business and how hard it is to make it in the music business and we were just talking with uh, donica knight just a little while ago and how so many people are kind of turning to the reality competitions uh, to kind of get a, a, a leg up. But that doesn't only have to be the only way that you have to go. Um, hard work and perseverance really pays off. And Donica has opened for people like Leonard Skinner, Sticks, Hank Williams Jr., Kid Rock, Luke Bryan, Jake Owens, Kenny Rogers. The list goes on and on and on. And she's getting there by just hard work and being there when the opportunities present itself and making good music and writing and singing. And she was in Mississippi last night, and she's in Georgia tonight, and who knows where she'll be tomorrow. But you can certainly follow along with her at com, which is D-O-N-I-C-A, which she reminded us, like Monica, but Donica with a D. And we're going to be talking with Madeline Victoria in just a moment. And she's from Texas and she's been singing since she was five years old. And so many of these people started out in churches. And I don't think that churches really get the recognition that they deserve a lot of the times because they give, uh, especially kids, their first opportunity to sing in public and usually around a crowd who's uh, favorable. And it really is a confidence builder. And Maddie's one of those people who who grew up singing in, in churches. And now she's performed for, uh, for all kinds of people. She opened for the Jonas Brothers. Um, she's opened for Easton Corbin, Tracy Lawrence, um, Clay Walker, and the list goes on and on. And I think we have Maddie on the phone. So let me answer this real quick. Uh, Maddie? Yes, Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. We're live here in Seattle right now. And we just got done listening to your He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor. What a, what a great song. Oh, thank you. Awesome. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> we were talking about how you started performing and singing in public when you were about five years old and how a lot of that came out of church. And that was really there's been so many performers who started singing in church and I, I don't think a lot of times churches get their due for really giving um, young budding artists these opportunities to build their confidence uh, singing in, in churches. Yes, definitely. And, and I do, um, I always, you know, whenever I have interviews and where I started off, like, you know, people ask and, and I always mention, you know, it was in my church and, um, you know, first at five, you know, with, with my cousins and my family and then that first performance I had. And then from there, you know, it just, it just came naturally to, to, you know, sing in church and to be there. And I loved it and, uh, became a, alongside my pastor, um, you know, one of the lead worship, uh, worship in the worship team, one of the lead ones. And, 
you know, it was just, oh, man, a really good, you know, really helped me and evolve into who I am today and, and, and overall in my singing. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you've been able to open for some of the biggest names, not only in country music, but, but you opened for the Jonas Brothers. We have to hear about that. Yeah, of course. Um, so, uh, like I said, um, you know, my my parents they they really you know saw what what I loved at such a young age and how naturally it came to me. So naturally, as my parents who love me and want to you know help me pursue anything that I show interest in, um, you know, they would take me to dance classes, different things. But of course, singing really was what I showed what I loved. So they took me to my first talent, my big talent search uh, here um, locally. They came down from the Dallas area, and uh, I was about fourteen, fifteen years old. And they, they really liked me, so I started attending their classes, and then I started attending more classes in the Dallas area for acting and, and singing, performance, not necessarily like, you know, vocal or anything performance, but um, just the, the performance on stage, not necessarily uh, vocal lessons is what I meant. And then from there, we went and competed in New York City and, and in front of more um, agents and agencies that they put together there at the Waldorf Astoria, and I got a lot of callbacks for my singing and a lot of callbacks for my acting as well, and uh, different agents that wanted to sign me, but I, you know, at the time I was just turning 16 years old and um, it just wasn't, you know, the right time for me. So my parents said, you know, things will come about and, and you know, don't worry about it. And I wasn't really disappointed in, in their decision because it was also my decision as well. And I felt this is what I wanted. So I came back to Dallas and I auditioned for uh, Radio Disney Superstars and I was selected um, as a part of this group. There was a lot of us that would sing together and then uh, solo shows and whatnot. And during the summer, um, I'm not sure what year it was. I was about 16 still going into my, my junior year, going into my junior year of high school. I, I was staying with some uh, some people up in Dallas that were housing me, and I would perform with this group. And then um, the biggest show that we had before I came back home was uh, opening for the Jonas Brothers. And at the time, being a 16-year-old, you know, with their career and, and seeing, uh, you know, the, the pop band, man, they were just so awesome. And it's uh, such a great experience, and really, that was the first time I ever was experiencing uh, the on-stage, like the, the the rush and the high of being that quick, like you know, concert setting and the 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 energy of the people in the crowd, and and I knew that that's what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Right then and there, was was doing those big concert scenes and whatnot. That was really a great experience for you to be able to have at at, at such a, a young age and and at that stage in your career to really see what it looks like from from that from that perspective something so giant and large yes it it was you know really big and you know and I, and um i also mentioned to people that my parents were not with me that summer just because you know they they really sacrificed a lot for me and um you know money wise and whatnot you know whatever they needed to do to help me out so at the time they couldn't they couldn't come over for that concert so i was you know just 16 for the first time performing without my parents but um, I have a, a real big faith in God, and we pray a lot as a family, and, and, and nerves and anxiety or anything that I ever had just was not there. You know, I was ready, and I was prepared, and, and I knew that, you know, God had my back, and I went out there, and I wasn't scared at all. I loved it. You know, it, it's just something that, you know, maybe I was I was trying out, and it, and it worked, where, where the big-time scene like that and the the big rush and the concert scene was, was something that just also came natural to me, and I, and I love it. Yeah, was what was your biggest takeaway from from that experience? Um, I would say the crowd. You know, uh, you know, the, it was a thousands of girls. You know, and and of course for the, for the Jonas Brothers and being able to have that show with them and the, the crowd is what what I love the most. And at any of these shows, you know, I uh, that's I'm sure a lot of artists will agree with me. You know, if if they love our music and they love 
you know, our performance. I mean, that's where it's at. That's, that's the, the, the heart of our whole career, you know, is, is the crowd and the people. So seeing that for the first time ever and seeing a sea of people, you know, cause I'd never had been to a big uh, concert myself, my parents, you know, we never, they never, um, I mean, they love music, but we never went to a concert and they never took me to one. So that was all of it and all, you know, like my first big time concert myself and then being a part of it. It was, uh, it was crazy and, and super, super awesome. And, and like I said, at that moment with the crowd, I knew that it was something I was going to be doing. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't go to concerts either. They were expensive, and it was just something that, uh, that that I don't even know there was really that many concerts back when I was growing up. Anyway, people didn't tour like like they do now, but we would see everybody at the fair. So, so when the fairs came, that was really when we got to see everyone, Johnny Cash and Donna Fargo, and all these people would come to the county fairs, and back then, it was a really big deal, and, and that's where I got to experience that for the very first time. And then when I was about 13, I was in Austin, and my aunt and uncle uh, took me to see the Bee Gees, and that was my very first real, like, <laughs> you know, like in an arena kind of experience, and, and, and it, it was so different from a, from a fair experience, but um, it, it was, yeah, it's, it's a different, uh, it's a different animal altogether, but I will say mm-hmm. that uh, back Back in those days at the fairs, you could just walk up to the stage and Johnny Cash would talk to you and he'd, you know, sign something for you. Donna Fargo, she would, you know, sign a little autograph book and they would sit and talk for a long, long time and, and you know, just kind of shows how That's old I awesome. am. But, uh, back, back <laughs> in those days, you had so much more exposure to them, uh, you know, than, than you really oh, do yeah. now. But uh, at Charlie Daniels is uh, he she's been on the show a couple times and one of our favorites here. We really love Charlie and you were able to open for Charlie as well. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. He said that's so awesome. I, I he seems like a guy that would be like, you know, doing so many interviews with, with so many people and welcome like, you know, since like you said in that era, that time, he's a legend and and that's what he's used to, you know, making uh, friends with everybody and being on that personal level, and I got to experience that, like you said, um, you know, opening for him, he was just so welcoming to, to chat with me and to have a conversation with me, and nothing like, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about the, the singers nowadays, it was just a different, a different feel mm-hmm. with him, and a different, you know, with the with him being such a seasoned player, you know, like I opened up for um, Dustin Lynch as well, just like a, a, a few weeks before, and, and I didn't even get to meet him or talk to him, you know, his people didn't you know really arrange that and I was just kind of like okay right you know I'm not going to be able to touch him that's fine but with Charlie it was just natural like oh yeah call her in like you know call her in right now and you know Siebel his his manager got me in there and man it was just uh, something that I needed at the time too you know a little boost of of uh confidence and and you know advice that he gave me and then we also talked about his um his times with uh, an artist from my hometown San Benito uh where I was uh, you know originally born and raised and um, Samanito, um, Freddie Fender's from Samanito, so he remembers Freddie Fender from back in the day and performing with him in their times in Nashville. So that was really, really neat hearing that because, you know, around here and around town, a lot of people are always not really comparing me to Freddie Fender, but just, you know, telling me I'm on the same path, you know, the same road that Freddie was on and going to Nashville. And Freddie Fender's face is actually on our, t- our water tower, so that's another funny little thing that people are like, you're going to get up there real soon and, and you're going to be up there with Freddie. So, uh, Charlie Daniels talking about that with me is is really it just uh, impacted me so much and and really uh, inspired me and his whole band too his whole band was so welcoming and talking to me backstage and giving me advice and you know telling me one day that oh well, no we're gonna be opening up for you one day and we thank you for doing this for us now because we're gonna we're gonna pay it back to you 
things like that was just um, so amazing and, and really, you know, like I said earlier, uh, just gives me a, a boost of, of confidence in, in, this, uh, in this career of mine. Absolutely. And a lot of people might not realize that, but when artists open for other artists, you don't necessarily always have access to the opening act. Um, it's really their call, and I've talked to so many people who, who haven't got to, but, but then there are acts that, that, that do open their door. And I, I really think that, that when they do that, acts like Charlie Daniels, it really helps form the type of uh, musician you're going to be in, in the future. And, and like you said, you remember those experiences and the next person coming up, you're, you're so much more willing to help that next person coming up because of the doors that, and the friendly and kindness that, that was shown to you. So it really has a, I really believe a trickle down effect and a huge impact, um, not only for that artist at that time, but for music as, as a whole. Oh, definitely. I completely agree with you. I, I've, I've, I've told this to many people before that my experiences that I've had the good ones, I'm going to take that in and do the same thing and pay it forward. And, you know, even the bad experiences that I may have go through, whatever, you know, we all go through those. And I take that as in a positive way too and say, you know, I'm not going to do that or I'm going to turn that around and make sure that I, you know, I'm going to do this. So uh, being an opening act and and looking up to these people, because I'm going to, I'm going to do the same that the ones that opened the doors for me and I'm, I'm excited and, you know, I can't wait for that day, but, Right now, I'm 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 really excited to be on this road that I am. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, just not to harp on Charlie, but he really is a a class act, and and like I said, he's been more than generous all the times that that he's been on. We have a connection through the University of Tennessee, and um, he's his son went to the University of Tennessee. He's from Tennessee. He's a big Tennessee Vols fan, so I'm of course a huge Tennessee Vols fan, and so we like to play. He wrote a song for the Tennessee Vol in time every now and then, but he's just a stand up class act guy. I mean, you know, you you would want to be his friend, and you would want to emulate somebody like like Charlie Daniels. I hope he lives forever because um, he has so much to give, not only to his fans oh, yeah. and to music, but to upcoming artists just just like yourself. I mean, it's completely invaluable somebody like him to yes. to to be able to spend that time with you. Absolutely, love Charlie. Yes, me too. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> So what's coming up for you? Do you have any shows coming up? Or are you going to ever make your way up here to the Northwest? I, you know, those are all in the works and in my, my plan. You know, I feel like the right timing and everything, it'll happen. But for now, you know, I booked myself. And, you know, I'm looking at different booking agencies and I'm talking to different ones. But, you know, I'm just working hard, um, you know, booking myself as much as I can and the circumstances that I'm in. And, you know, I take, a, I take everything as I go. And then the key in this is, you know, never give up. And you keep going until you get that that big break. But for now, you know, I'm, I'm playing around here, around Texas. Um, I have a really cool show with I'm, uh, the Eli Young Band at the end of December. I'm super excited about that one. And then we're getting into the new year. We're going to play at some festivals and whatnot here in Texas. And, um, you know, I'm excited about my first radio tour, though. You know, I, I will be traveling up to the States promoting my single um, in January. So I'm, I'm excited about that. It'll be my first radio tour that I'll, uh, that I'll ever have. So, and I've been waiting and preparing for it. So I'm, I'm super excited to to get out there and, and be in the radio stations. And um, <clears throat> so that's exciting. And and then comes in the summertime, you know, I hope by then, you know, I'm able to also record my next, my first album, because this is my EP that's out, but I hope to record my first album during the summertime. And I have so much material that I've been writing my whole life. And, and I just, I'm waiting for the right time. And I'm constantly writing songs every day. And uh, I just can't wait to record more and get my music out there, um, you know, a lot more to the people. Because that's where... That's where it's at, you know, that, that, that song that everyone's going to love and that's what's going to make you. So 
um, I'm super excited about all to come and, and uh, people can, uh, can can see my tours like you know online and all that. I don't know if you're gonna ask me that uh, yet. <laughs> I am. Go ahead, put them out there. Awesome. <laughs> well, they could go to uh, my website, uh, MadelineVictoriaMusic.com. Um, I really appreciate you guys going out there. I am working on you know some some of the tabs there under construction, but I still have it up and running where people can see my my tour dates and and hear my music video on there. And, uh, excuse me. Also on Facebook, people can find me and give me a like on on Facebook. And um, you know, I'm always updating my shows on there as well. And Instagram, always putting up pictures. So I'd like people to follow me on there, and we can keep in touch with uh, with all that social media stuff. So yeah. Well, which is so important nowadays, and and especially for your generation. My generation has really had to, you know run behind then and catch up because there's there's so much <laughs> there, there there's so much that goes on just in chatting on social media and i yeah. mean back in the day where where i came from you know when they first started computers there was like chat rooms that people went into or but but now there's there's none of that type of thing anymore it's just all done on twitter it's all just done on facebook and and it's it's just uh, really exciting how accessible talent and and uh, celebrities and musicians are to their fans via social media. They are yes. very accessible and and talking all the time back and forth. Mhm, definitely it's a it's a new I guess form and way like you said that that Johnny Cash should come up to people and talk and you know honestly though I, I really I, I feel like man I I wish I could get a, a more of a taste of of what happened back in the day because that's just that's something that you can't capture, you know, that's something that you just take with you and, and have with you in, in your memories and whatnot. But the social media, yes, it's, I take it, in, you know, in a positive way, and I love to talk to people and at my shows too. And, you know, I, I always make time to talk to everybody and, and uh, just, you know, because like I said before, they're the heart and soul of, of what we do, you know. <laughs> mhm. Well, and it absolutely makes a difference. I, I've always tried to push through. If the public really understood the the amount of power that they had when they tweet about artists that they like and, and push out songs that they like and, and just kind of help spread the word. I mean, we, we really had that right here with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis firsthand being able to see that. I mean, that was a grassroots effort the whole way. They were not uh, signed by any label at all. And it was just completely through social media. And and just one person telling one person telling one person that Macklemore and Ryan Lewis were able to just blow up and and so we've really seen the power of that right here in Seattle and I, I wish we could see more of that because there is so much good music out there and how we find it is really by sharing it with other people. Hey, you need to listen to this. You need to listen to this person. And so that's that's really the the great thing about social media. And then when we can harness that power, man, amazing things can can act can really be done. Yes, I completely agree. That's awesome. <laughs> now, is 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 your music available? Your EP is it on iTunes? Yes, it is um, available for purchase on iTunes and on Amazon. You know, whatever retail store, uh, internet retail store they'd like. And and my live shows, of course, I sell the hard copies of of the EP. But yep, everyone can get it all over the world. And and uh, I'd appreciate everybody, you know, downloading it and, and purchasing it and and uh, you know liking my music. So thank you guys. Absolutely, add it to your music library. Add it to your playlist and tell your friends about it. That is yes. the, the key and. Get out to shows. See this live show. There's nothing better than live shows. Buy the merchandise and help keep 
music alive because this is just fantastic and and especially women uh who are out there right now like like yourself out there really working hard little things like that just make a huge huge difference and so we have to we have to support people like you who have the courage to go out and follow your dream like i have nothing but but props for you and i hope that you can make it up this way because in the northwest we have a lot of country music fans and joe nichols is up here all the time and joe's been on the show a couple times he is uh, his daughter lives in the seattle area so he's up here so maybe you could put something together with joe and and, and jump on one of his tours and, and oh, come up this man, way because yeah. he's up here all the time oh that's so cool i'd love to do that you know we're working on all those things and i'll add that on my list that'd be so awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today and letting us get to know you a little bit better. And best of luck to you. Uh, you're just another one of those hardworking girls in country music. I think it's going to pay off. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and, and I appreciate all your kind and positive words. Thank you. No problem. We're going to go out. We're going to let, let everyone listen to He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor one more time. Do you kind of want to set this up for us and, and, and tell us how it was? written and any little meetings that we need to look for when we're hearing it yeah sure of course and and um so he only loves me on the dance floor my my latest single and that one i wrote actually about four years ago i was um just really influenced by going out dancing to the dance halls and the honky tonks and the bars here all over texas and um that the idea you know it just just makes sense you know you, you see these couples on the dance floor and from the girls perspective when uh whatever perspective anybody wants to take this um, my idea that, you know, he only loves me on the dance floor. It could be, you know, whether you guys just met that first night and you guys are dancing all night and, you know, whatever happens, happens, or, you know, you know somebody that you shouldn't, you know, you just fall for him every time you see him and, you know, it never works out, but you guys just love to dance and he always asks you to dance and you never say no and your just heart starts to break again. Or, you know, it could be an actual relationship and it never works out, but, hey, you guys love to dance. And I, I got to admit that that last one right there is, <laughs> maybe something maybe the story behind my, my song is uh my last relationship we were we loved to dance and that's pretty much all we did was dance and uh but he you know great guy great friend of mine still but um but yeah people can again take whatever way they want to take my song and and that's why i wrote it for everybody out there to to enjoy it and to relate to it and uh and, and once again my song he only loves me on the dance floor thank you guys for for listening and i appreciate it well thanks for coming on we're gonna play it right now
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.